The Milwaukee Brewers pulled the trigger on a huge trade that sends Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles. And the natural follow-up question is, is Willie Adamas next? Both players on expiring contracts. And Willie Adamas just so happens to be a fit, a really good one for the Giants. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspek, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday now, uh, back to five days a week, starting today, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you happen to be listening or watching the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started is that the, you know, there was a major trade tonight with the Brewers basically deciding like that's how I kind of view it like deciding maybe they decided a long time ago but to send away one of the best pitchers in baseball Corbin Burns um at, uh which is a huge blow to their 2024 team and so naturally it begs the question like do other players who are in a similar position to Burns because the 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 position that Burns was in as it pertained to like how the Brewers are think like the Brewers have been competitive year after year after year. I think they missed the playoffs last year, but they they've been to the playoffs a lot um even though they kind of don't spend a ton of money and all that. But I think they maybe had a moment in time with guys like Burns and Willie Adamas reaching free agency at the end of the year where if you're a team that doesn't spend a ton of money you end up trading those guys away right before or ideally like a couple of years before but they they didn't do it last uh, off season they did it this off season but essentially like Burns is a free agent after the season and so if you're the Brewers and you're thinking we're not going to be able to get an extension done like we're just too far apart um, and you're thinking he's probably going to end up leaving in free agency, the time is now to kind of make that move and bring in as much as you can possibly get for him. So that's kind of the logic. And that's why naturally we turn to Willie Adamas next because Willie Adamas is in the exact same position where he is, he doesn't play the same position, but he's in that same position where he's a free agent at the end of the year. So if you're going to do it with a guy like Burns, get like trade him away then it makes all the sense in the world to also follow that up and trade away a Willie Adamas and I thought you know I made this point first I mean not first but I made the point before Andrew Baggerly made the point which is the being that um uh what is his name Ortiz uh 
somebody Ortiz. I'm, I'm blanking on his, uh, Joey Ortiz, a shortstop, and D.L. Hall going to the uh, Brewers in this trade. So Joey Ortiz being a shortstop, Baggerly, Andrew Baggerly on Twitter then wrote, uh, one wonders whether the Brewers acquiring Ortiz will be a precursor to a Willie Adamas trade. And then he gives like an emoji of a thinking person with a with an eyeglass. So anyway, one certainly does wonder. And to me, it, it makes it like I'd put the odds pretty darn high on Willie Adamas being traded. And so that's where the Giants come in. Like, does he make sense for the Giants? And to me, the answer is like, unequivocally yes he does make sense for the san francisco giants for so many different reasons number one he is a shortstop and this is a position of need for the giants you know you don't want to block marco luciano but i'm going to explain how i don't necessarily think that acquiring adamas blocks marco luciano um, I'll get to that a little bit later so don't worry if that's your first instinct is to be like well, what about luciano um, so the defense, he's, so he plays shortstop. I think that's all I said, but he plays it exceptionally well. The last two years, he has combined for 26 outs above average and 17 defensive runs saved and an ultimate zone rating of like, uh, very high, like 11. And these are all in runs above average, except outs above average is obviously in outs above average but it comes out to 19 runs above average, according to that metric. So in the two years combined. So we're talking about, I mean, I, I'm kind of like bickering with certain people on Twitter lately and kind of pointing out that a run scored is the same as a run prevented. Like it's the same thing. If you prevent a run, it has the same effect on a score and then scoring a run. And so, you know, I think they have a lot of ground ball pitchers and Brandon Crawford was way past his prime. He still like flashed a good glove, but we're talking about like peak Brandon Crawford level defense potentially from Adamas. He's got a monster arm. That's one of the things that really stands out about him. And there are so many other qualities to like about Willie Adamas as well. And one of them is that he's not a bad hitter at all. In fact, this is a guy who hit um, 25 home runs in 140 games three years ago. He hit tw- uh, 31 home runs in, 100, in 139 games two years ago, and he hit 24 home runs in 149 games last year. So a little bit of a step back last year, but the dude has legitimate power. And um, so he's just an above-average hitter. So when you combine above-average offense he's not like crazy above average he's not an mvp candidate per se but he is like an all-star candidate in any given year for sure so when you combine like above average hitting with exceptional defense you get a really valuable player and if you look at the projections up on fan graphs now they've got a lot of different projections they've got zips they've got the bat x they've got the bat which is a different version obviously of the bat x they've got atc they've got steamer they've just got a lot and basically the range for adamas is on the low end like three wins above replacement and on the high end um upwards of four um 
And so that's really, that's where he's been the last three years, 3.3 in 2021, 4.6 in 2022 and 3.4 in 2023. So if you get this guy, you're getting a plus, like just a, a plus player. And that's the thing is if you look at the return for Burns, it wasn't crazy. And and the reason I'm always saying this, the reason is because he's only under team control for one year. That's why the return for Mookie Betts wasn't crazy, which makes me think, well, that maybe the Giants should have gone out there and done what they had to do. I don't think that at the time they had the players that the Dodgers had to make that trade. But regardless, the other thing Adamas has working in his favor is he's only 28 years old. Uh, he turns 29 in September, and so he's young. It's not like he's in his decline phase at all, and maybe you could kind of sell him on your city and try to re-sign him because this is the kind of guy that you could try to lock in for years and years to come. And, you know, with the Giants and their – that's the thing, though. Like, we look at Luciano. So I want to get into that whole dynamic of, you know – a one-year situation, if you were to go and get an Adamus, what would it take to get him? And would it be worth extending him given you've got you know a guy like Marco Luciano knocking on the door and making it to the major leagues in 2023? So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks uh, exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style and for me it was always style uh, for my vehicles, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, as promised, we are going to get into uh, a lot of different topics as they pertain to Willie Adamas because... Um, look, some of you out there might already just be like, they're not going to get this guy. And I, you know, cynicism and all that, I, it's just not really my thing. Um, and they very well may not get him. He's just one of numerous options for the Giants as we do get, I mean, we are in February now. Spring training is like two weeks away. Um, and so, yeah, that's legit, but it's also legit to point out that there are so many players who are unsigned in free agency. There's Matt Chapman. He makes sense. There's Cody Bellinger. He could make sense. There's Blake Snell. He definitely makes sense. There's Jordan Montgomery. And then there's the, a big drop-off after that. But there's the trade market, you know, and, and this Corbin Burns trade just really signals that the Brewers are open to trading Adamus. Like, that's how I read it. And, and like, kind of you almost have to at this point is kind of how I read into it. Like, 
Don't just sit in the middle. If you're going to go one direction, go full on in that direction. Don't kind of trade away your best pitcher, but keep your best position player. Doesn't really make sense. Who's also on a contract that's going to run out after the season. Uh, By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so a lot to get to here, as I was kind of alluding to earlier. I want to get to like the Marco Luciano angle and why I think that like acquiring Adamas wouldn't necessarily block Luciano. And that is because third base is also a position that's kind of open right now. And pretty much everybody who scouts Marco Luciano, um, all the prospect, like we we went over top 100 prospect rankings just yesterday and read yet again, like we've read a zillion times, that scouts believe Luciano is not going to be able to stay at shortstop and that he's better suited for third base or like right field. And, uh, you know, so you could, and the other thing is Adamas is on a one-year deal and Luciano, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he would prefer to play short, but also if you just like moved him to third and still gave him opportunities, he's not going to complain, at least not publicly. I mean, he he just wants an opportunity, I'm sure, more than anything. Um it's not a it's not a Brandon Crawford type situation where you have to be really sensitive about it. Um which they weren't, by the way. But um with Correa. Uh but but Third base currently looks like J.D. Davis, and you've also got Casey Schmidt in that mix. But I have pointed this out several times. What does first base look like? What does D.H. look like? And right now, as of right now, this moment, first base looks like you've got Lamont Wade uh, there, and he is a platoon player. He does not hit left-handed pitching well. Bob Melvin is a new manager. It's not that Farhan Zaidi's up there controlling Bob Man- Bob Melvin like a like a like he's a puppet. Uh, Bob Melvin is just smart enough to recognize what a platoon player is, and Wade is one. Or at least you know I'm never gonna say like a guy can't improve or whatever, but uh, Wade figures to be platooned. Let's just put it that way. And who's platooning with him? So who's when there's a lefty on the mound? Who's starting at first base? And the quick answer is like Wilmer Flores. And I think that's the right answer because he has the most experience there when you're looking at another option in J.D. Davis. And then so if Wilmer Flores is at uh, first and J.D. Davis, let's say, is at third, who's the D.H.? Who's the D.H.? And that's where it's like they're they don't have an obvious answer. Like you want to say. Conforto, well, he's like your starting left fielder and he's not, he's left handed. So he's not really the guy you want in that impact offensive role against a left handed pitcher. And so I just keep saying, like, that's why Matt Chapman would work, uh, because even if, you know, because it would allow JD Davis to like be more of the DH. 
Um, and so I think that there's a way to make it work where you go get a Willie Adamas and then suddenly third base becomes like a competition between some young guys like uh, Luciano and Schmidt and also J.D. Davis. And like suddenly there's competition, like healthy competition. And I think ultimately it'd be nice if you if you if you gave opportunities to Schmidt who you know would give you, I think it's his best position defensively. Um, so maybe he might struggle with the bat like we saw through extended stretches in 2023, but at the same time, you'd be getting great defense. And so all of a sudden, like I said with Adamas, Tyro Estrada also was really, really good defensively last year. So you would suddenly have just like some elite defense at uh, in your infield, but I, I'm kind of ignoring Luciano, but I, I don't know exactly how Luciano's defense even looks at shortstop, let alone like, okay, if he moved to third base, which is in theory, like an easier position, but not necessarily if you haven't played there a lot. So, um, I mean, there's a lot less range involved at third base, but they did write in the scouting report that I read yesterday that he was kind of error prone, which kind of means like, you know, not fielding balls cleanly, which maybe is even more challenging at third sometimes because you're closer to the plate. So anyway, but I just think that there's a, you know, if everyone and their sister thinks that Marco Luciano has to move off of shortstop, it wouldn't be shocking for the Giants to go acquire a shortstop and to create a competition at third. And I think if that competition mostly consists of, Schmidt and Luciano I would be okay with that and then JD Davis could play there you know if needed um but the better fit I feel like would be for him to be more like a permanent or like everyday type DH obviously filling in at times at third um and first as needed or whatever but uh yeah, and then you could have Flores and Wade at first, and then you could have Adamas every day, shortstop, Tyro every day, second base, um, you know, and Bailey as your catcher, and Jung-Hoo Lee, who, you know, may be quite good defensively up the middle. Up the middle defense suddenly would be a strength, like a real strength of the Giants, and that is something they've been talking about for a couple years now. And the infield defense was was okay, I think it was pretty good actually last year, but they, they just want to improve the defense and the athleticism. And Adamas certainly does that. And so then when we get to like, okay, what would an extension, how, would an extension make sense? Because, you know, these are guys where if you were to acquire them, you could extend them now and just lock in a shortstop of the future long term. And he is young, you know, he's only 28. So he'll enter free agency at, you know, entering his age 29 season and that's pretty young and so he figures to get probably north of a hundred million dollars in the free agent market and that's probably a worthwhile investment for the giants and um i continue to think they're not the giants are not done there's a lot of free agents left out there and also like giving that plan that i just described like a year giving luciano a season to, so that we can end Schmidt another season where we can see what he can do and then adjusting after that because right now Luciano's a big unknown and so you don't just want to like hand him the job and then if it doesn't work out be stuck with 
you know, poor production essentially. And so I, the more I think about it, the more I like this plan. So it gives you a year and you don't have to commit to Adamus. You know, you don't have to extend him now. Maybe he doesn't want, maybe he wants to test free agency. Maybe he doesn't like San Francisco. I have no idea, but nobody's making you extend him now. And so you could just have him for the season and evaluate, evaluate Adamus, evaluate Schmidt, evaluate Luciano. I think J.D. Davis is in the last year of his contract. And so third base becomes an open position for the Giants after the season anyway. So you're also evaluating Davis in that regard. And so there's just a lot that makes sense about it to me. And the ultimate question, yeah, J.D. Davis is in fact entering the last year of his uh, last year of team control. He'll become a free agent for the first time after this upcoming season. But the big question, the elephant in the room is what would it cost? It wouldn't cost money to acquire. That's the thing about trades, right? Is that they cost players, not money. And as a fan, I always prefer that the cost be money, but you don't get access to these guys who aren't free agents unless you pay in the form of players instead of money. You could send money, but the Brewers wouldn't do this deal for just money. They want players back. So who are the players that it would take to bring in a Willie Adamas? We'll look at the Corbin Burns trade and kind of compare values and make a determination about what's kind of a comp for that and what would it take to get Adamas and is it worth it ultimately? So all of that in just a minute. And before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And I think pretty much all of my listeners are happier than most about this upcoming Super Bowl with the 49ers. Yes, indeed, your San Francisco 49ers making it all the way to the big game. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So what I love most about the Super Bowl this time around is going to be watching the game itself uh, and hopefully the Niners crossing the finish line and bringing home a trophy for the first time in a long time. Um, but normally the commercials, the game, it's all it's all just a great time. So one of the things that can add to the great time is FanDuel, and there's many ways uh, for you to end the football season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, by the way, the 49ers favorites at uh, minus, I had this pulled up and now it's disappeared, minus 130 and a spread of minus two and a half over under set at 47 and a half up on FanDuel right now. Um but you can bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, we're going to discuss like what would it take to get Willie Adamas? And also I was asked and I promised I would answer um, who what what are some comparable players to what the Brewers gave up for Corbin Burns? And would that deal have been worth doing? And so starting with that one, um, Jacob asked, can you on Twitter, 
Um, can you break down the Burns trade and comparable players the Giants would have had to give up and if it would have been worth it? So I obviously didn't know all that much about Joey Ortiz. I, I have been in communication with um, with uh, the host of Locked on Orioles about Joey Ortiz this offseason because he's brought him up uh, with the Giants kind of seeking a shortstop. Potentially, he's brought him up as a possible fit for the Giants. Um Joey Ortiz, the quick prospect write-up. Joey Ortiz is a slick shortstop defender with a plus hit tool and very little pop. So there you have it. That's, um, you know, Fangraphs ranks him as a 50 future value uh, player. This was also last year's ranking. So if I were to pull up like the MLB, MLB.com top 100 prospects, I know more about the other player. There's two players that are going in this deal. So Joey Ortiz, let's see if he's even on top one. Yeah, he's he's number 63. Number 63, Joey Ortiz, in terms of the MLB.com top 100 prospects list. And then D.L. Hall is the other uh, player involved in this trade going to the Brewers. And for D.L. Hall, he's kind of like a Josh Hader possibility like he's just a guy with nasty stuff he's had trouble with injuries um he's like a starter but there's just he hasn't been able to stay healthy and so he also has had command issues and so there's like big reliever risk with dl hall um he's at times been a top 100 prospect at times been kind of towards the back end of it so that's the thing you're not talking about like the number two and the number four and the number 10 overall prospects in the game getting traded for Corbin Burns. You would be if he had like four years of team control on like, you know, cheap salaries. But when it's one year of team control and it's a lot of money, I'm assuming Corbin Burns is set to make quite a bit of money um, this upcoming season through arbitration. Uh, oh, at 15 point. Six million. It's actually not bad at all for a player of his caliber. So it's that's even more surprising that that the return was. I don't want to say as light as it was, but it wasn't huge. You know, DL Hall and Joey Ortiz. You know, it's just not a massive. It's not earth shattering by any means. Although DL Hall, he's got a lot of upside. He's a, he's just an arm. I don't want to say he's like Kyle Harrison because. He's not, and he's already 25 years old, and I don't know. I mean, you look at, I think you're looking at a reliever, and so that that kind of changes the equation, uh, but maybe you're looking at a guy who eventually is like a Josh Hader-type reliever. So, but he's not established yet, and so it's not like, okay, Camilo Doval. I think that's a little bit different. Um so a comp from the Giants side, I mean, like, let's see, a guy who's ranked in the mid, in the middle part of the top 100. I mean, maybe like a, like a Carson Wisenhunt, uh, as one of the players in the deal, call him the DL Hall of the deal, even though he's quite different. They're not similar players. Uh, Wisenhunt a little more like has command, um, but nasty nasty change up and then and then the other player joey ortiz i don't i don't know exactly like uh who to say here i mean it could be it could be depending on your evaluation i mean it could be casey schmidt it could be 
It could be Marco Luciano if you're down on Marco Luciano. It could be uh, Bryce Eldridge or something, like one of their recent top picks, like Wizenhunt and Eldridge, you know, if, if that was the return. Let's just say something like that because both of these guys appear on the top 100 list, and D.L. Hall, I think he would if he was still rookie eligible, but he's not anymore. So that's the comp, and should the Giants have done that? I think this is like I said, I always prefer that they just spend cash on a player. And so when you've got a Blake Snell out there, just go pay the money and don't give up the young talent. You know, that's my position on this. But with Willie Adamas, it's a little bit different because there aren't like they were all in on Carlos Correa, right? Being their long-term answer at shortstop post Crawford. But that deal fell apart and now there is no long-term answer unless it's Luciano, but it's a big risk. And so um, basically what would it cost for Willie Adamas and would it be worth it? Well, I think Burns has uh, slash had more trade value. Corbin Burns, I mean, he's just a frontline arm uh, like this. Yeah, Bur- Corbin Burns for sure. Like Willie Adamas is good, but Corbin Burns is better. And so it would cost less. And so you're talking like, okay, maybe, maybe like, you know, Carson Wisenhunt straight up for Willie Adamas or something like it would, it would hurt, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't kill you to, to, I don't know. I like Wisenhunt a lot, but you got to give something up to compel a team to give up a player of Adamas's caliber. And I think, Given that the return for Burns was relatively modest, I mean, it, it, I like these players fine. Um, but again, we're not talking about this major, major return and that the return for Adamas would be less and that the Brewers are seemingly to me likely now to trade Willie Adamas. I think that giving up whoever it is, whether it's Wizenhunt, I would, I really wouldn't want to give up Eldridge. Some young pitching like Tristan Beck and I don't know if like Tristan Beck and Casey Schmidt or something like I don't know if that would be of interest to the Brewers, but it's hard. You know, there's a million permutations we could come up with, but it's not going to be like Kyle Harrison and Marco Luciano and uh, Wisenhunt and Eldridge and it's just that's way too much like Kyle Harrison way too much the Giants would never do that Marco Luciano I think way too much the Giants would never do that and so it's someone kind of maybe like a like a top 100 mid top 100 prospect type player um, and according to MLB.com that's like a Carson Wisenhunt where he falls on the list although I'm a, I'm a biased Giants fan. So I think that he's, I'd have him a little higher maybe than where he is. But at the same time, you got to give up something of value in order to get something of value. So I think ultimately, ultimately it would be worth it. And Adamus makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons for the Giants. And so I hope that this happens. A lot of you probably think it won't, but the off season, I want to say it's young. It's not. It's old at this point, <laughs> like with spring training around the corner. But uh, there's still a lot that's going to happen. It's just going to happen late. That's just the reality of this off season for whatever 
reason. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow we are going to be back with another show as we are back to daily Monday through Friday. Let's let's get into some mailbag questions. It's been a long time since we've done that. And just a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you so much to everyone who's done so already. I do read them. And thank you in advance to those who will. Unless you're going to leave a bad review, then I don't thank you. But hopefully you won't. Thank you. Anyway, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Speculation, but nonetheless very interesting uh, to me. And... We will see you tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You're now Locked on Giants.